0: Good morning, it's a bright sunny day here in Tswani in South Africa and I'm ready for my next podcast which deals with organization culture and uh, the subscript with regard to that is um, Is it a cell phone or your next fix? Um, And hopefully I will share with you some examples or analogies in that regard later. Essentially, um, I started with this little uh, cartoon where somebody is in the air trying to fly um, and the person says to the people around him once you've mastered this simply uh, try to um, do something more challenging like changing corporate culture change in essence is very difficult because it deals with people their behaviors their predispositions etc but on the other hand uh, changing culture is even more difficult and it is a very important aspect in this whole transformation and change uh, discussion and also the the, the the phenomenon with which we deal here. There's this little jargon going around these days in business and in organizations that um, organization culture eats strategy for breakfast and it's very true but it also focuses on the fact uh, of how important organization culture is and again I will talk about that a little bit um, later in my um, podcast but the things I'd like to deal with this morning is to tell you why it's important but also tell you in in layperson's terms what, what really is culture, how does it manifest in the organization, then dealing a little bit with the underlying theory. And there, Edgar Schein is the father of uh, the theory that we use in general. I'll give you two analogies in my slideshow, which I will post on my timeline. I, I refer to it as examples. It's not really examples, but it's more like analogies. And then I'll give you a quick guide of how to analyze culture very quickly. If you go in as a consultant, as a student, as a researcher, there's specific things that you can look at and really determine how uh, uh, you can analyze culture. So let's start with the first one, and that is why is it important? First of all, everybody talks about it. That's why I said I used that little quip um, saying that, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast. But there's also good research that shows that there's a very positive relationship between organisation culture and organisation performance. And that leadership style in this regard influence the climate, which is really the mood of the organisation, and that climate, again, influences culture. A good example is that it's Carlton, they've got a very specific culture, they articulate it very well and they really take a lot of time and effort to entrench that. So it's explicit and they live that culture and maybe if we have time, I will, I will uh, give you a, a, an example. Or if not now, maybe in some of my um, future podcasts. The other one is Lego lego was a failing company and the top leaders decided they're going to turn around this company and and today we know it's almost a cult it was a company created in a different era and really successfully made the transition to the information age one of the things for instance that lego uh, emphasised very very uh, Uh, specifically in the organization is that there's no shame in failure um, and there's no sort of um, punishment for failure only for not asking for help uh, or giving help. that's that's just one of them so that with regard to the importance of culture it is indeed important if you look at culture from a theoretical uh, or not a theoretical perspective Uh, mainly from a, let's call it a layperson's perspective. Then I've got this Dilbert cartoon where Dilbert says, I want to make sure my project plan is consistent with our company culture. He says it to his boss. And he says, but I don't know what our culture is. Maybe you could describe it. And the the boss says, "Mm, maybe something about honesty. And Dilbert responds, say, no, I would have noticed that by now. And that is the essence. It is the way we do things here. If you really want to get to the essence of culture, it is the way things are done in a specific organization, in a specific group, etc. From a theoretical perspective, what Edgar Schein says, and it's very relevant for our discussion going forward, and that is really he says, culture, organization culture are those shared assumptions upon which we base our behaviors. So the start is really assumptions and the end product is is behavior. And he says it's a function of learning. So as you learn as a group, then you start to assume certain things as a given. For instance, I've worked in companies as a consultant where it's a given that the, um, the most senior person sit closest to the tea trolley things like that. It's not questioned. It's almost subconscious. You accept it. But there are certain manifestations of those assumptions. For instance, the values are what Shine referred to as artifacts, the norms, norms nothing as a rule. Other than a rule, value is just those things that you value. Um, But there are also physical artifacts. If you go into a top grade business school here in South Africa and you go into one of their auditoriums or classrooms, then it looks almost like a boardroom, very smart, very well appointed. If you go to one of the, let's call it C schools, still very neat, very functional, but it is not a boardroom it's something else and it says something about the target population the people they cater for how they regard the the way that they behave uh, what they regard as important in terms of education etc etc physical artifacts can be anything it can be uh, the uh, you know the, the, the the paintings on the wall things like that but at the end of the day it manifests in behavior And really there are two good analogies from my own experience that I'd like to share with you and that is the one is where um, I had a professor who told us this when we did our master's studies. He said he one day he went to a mining manager in South Africa. Mining managers are really heavyweight. Um, at that time, and I think it's still like that today, the mining manager has the ability to really demand that anybody goes off-premise at, at the drop of a hat if he regards it as unsafe or whatever for that person to be there. So he sat with this mining manager and he, and he talked to him about culture and the mining manager said to him, look man, let me go and show you what I mean, what culture is, what I think it is, and it's very correct. He took him to the parking lot, and there's a lot of these company cars, you know, company funded cars, maybe BMWs, etc. But one of those cars are one of these very fancy electric um, hybrid cars. Let's call it a Tesla. And he says, What do you see when you see that Tesla? guy says, well, I see it's a very modern, very expensive car, and it's probably yours. He says, no, 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 that thing is not a car, it's a clock watch, it's a watch, and that watch tells people when they must be there and when they can go. He says, in the morning when that car pulls in, that's mine, all my top managers must be there already, and not one of my uh, top management team leaves before that one leaves. So again, there may be an overstatement, but the analogy shows it's the way we do things here. Another one, and this this is a very important, uh, let's say, conclusion that one can make, is that from these assumptions, from these values, these norms that are almost automatic, that are sort of not questioned, they're sort of accepted as the norm, it also creates a system of meaning and that meaning becomes very important and this analogy is maybe taking a cell phone um, a cell phone is traditionally i can remember when we got our first cell phones it was a wonderful communication tool we didn't have reception in all the areas i can remember driving from uh, uh, far away where we call it mafi king and then there would be a big area where you don't have reception and then you would get in closer to, to Gauteng then you would get reception again and then I could phone my wife and my family and say okay I'm on my way I'm back for, uh, from, uh, from my off-site and really for me at that point in time it is a uh, communication instrument nowadays with smartphones Uh, We're almost addicted to social media and one can ask yourself, you know, what is the meaning that we attach to cell phones these days? Smartphones and it's more like a fix that you get, you know, You, you, you wake up in the evening, you wake up and the first thing that you look at is how many notifications there are on your Facebook or how many WhatsApp messages you have. So the meaning that you attach based on that culture that assumptions those assumptions that you make really has a very important role in creating and maintaining organization culture so that is organization culture the way we do things here it's very important it plays a huge role in determining success of organizations it is in fact from a change management perspective One can almost say that if you cannot change the culture, or if the culture is not receptive to your interventions, your chances of success is relatively limited. And I'll give you a quick guide how to analyze uh, culture. The first one is look at the leadership climate. In other words, what do leaders do? What is the climate, the mood of the people in relation to leadership? And the Ritz Carlton, I, I have this wonderful story that I always tell where somebody from South Africa um, had to go and do a paper in the United States and he stayed over in a Ritz Carlton. And the, the first morning when he had to deliver his paper, he was a bit late. He ran out into the corridor and he asked the cleaning lady, You know, uh, where can I get a bite to eat? And she, this was her response. Her response was, good morning Mr. X, let me take you there. And he said, no, 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 it's not necessary. But she said to him, sorry, we don't point people to where they must go in the Ritz-Carlton. Now, if you go and look at their credo, it's we are ladies and gentlemen, serving ladies and gentlemen. But I can tell you now, if the leadership climate, the supervisory climate was not such that that cleaning lady was treated like a lady, she would not have reacted like that to the, um, uh, the client. So leader climate, go and look at the, the behavior, the mood of the people, the mood of the leaders, and the mood of both those parties in relation to each other. The other one is to go and look at the values in action and compare it to the espoused values. Values means nothing other than what we value. So how does it manifest? It manifests as priorities. So go and look at what the real priorities are. Ask people, what is a good career enhanced uh, behavior? Or uh, say to them, what is career limiting behavior? And then go and look at how it compares with what they say in the values. Because that career uh, limiting behavior usually tells you what are the values in action. You will often find that, you know, in the glossy magazines and in the annual reports, they say, oh, we put people first, we put diversity first, inclusion, all those things. But go and ask people, you know, is the performance management and the development plans, are they implemented? Are they on uh, up to date? Are they being audited for their, for being current? And usually the answer is, well, if I don't do it, it would not make a difference. But if you ask them, you know, if you overspend on the budget, is that a career limiting move? And most of them say yes. So go and look at the priorities, go and look at the misalignment. Because values are merely an artifact of the organization culture. Also go and look at holy cows. In South Africa, we have this... Um, one of our air um, uh, services, the South African Airways, is in business rescue. Appointed by government, but now uh, the first move that the business rescue people made, and in, 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 in what most people would agree, is the right move. Government says no, they're not happy with that. In other words, it's a holy cow. They want this airline, which is basically trading in bankrupt situations, and they are but they still wanted, but they also wanted rescued. So that's a holy cow. Go and look at those holy cows. What does it tell you? And then look at the physical artifacts, as I mentioned earlier. The way people dressed. You know, in the early days, when I was a young uh, sort of upstart consultant, um, I had to do an interview one day in one of the now defunct uh, big six uh, consulting companies. It was actually auditors and really in if you go into the, 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 the uh, places where you go for you know uh, wash up etc you had these full length mirrors so that you can really check yourself out from top to bottom and if you go outside you can see everybody's dressed perfectly tie you know white shirt dark suit it tells you something about the way they do things here. So go and look at the physical artifacts and then you will be able to learn something about the organization. So in quick, what I try to do today is to tell you why organization, culture is important. What is it from a layman's perspective? It's the way we do things here, a little bit of theory, two analogies, and then a quick guide to analyzing culture. And that's all I'm going to say for today. Have a nice day.